Kathy, um, today we are talking about dating after divorce, and as you can see, I'm not alone, and you can see us, maybe. Um, for those of you who are watching the video, this is our first time trying this, so hopefully this works out pretty well. So um, I'm reintroducing you to my sweet husband, Richard. Thank you for coming back on the podcast. Hello. Uh, we've been married for seven years now. Um, just a couple days ago was our anniversary, and he has bravely agreed to come back to talk about <laughs> our dating story and um, just kind of in general, some of our thoughts about dating post-divorce. Uh, we talked about our divorce situation in episode five, and I shared my pre-Richard, very brief dating journey in episode nine, so you might want to listen to those for catching this one. And at some point in time, we're hoping to do another episode on remarriage and then possibly blended family at some point, but we'll see. So um, what I decided to do was pull some questions from private Facebook groups. Some questions are mine. Uh, so let's just dive in. Okay, so you have shared openly about your experience with dating before being officially divorced and then kind of soon after divorce. So I'm going to ask you three questions, sort of all at once. You can answer however you want to. Um, looking back, why do you think you dated as soon as you did? Um, what were the outcomes? What were the cons? Mm. Well, um, definitely looking back now, it was definitely a train wreck dating. I wasn't, um, I wasn't divorced yet, but I was searching for um, companionship. And I went on dating sites, I think Christian Mingle and Match, and I think I tried the, the other one, but I had too many questions. eHarmony? It does. I had too many questions. Very so extensive. It might, it might work for somebody, but it was too many questions. <laughs> but... It was soon after the, the the breakup and I was living on my own and you're lonely, you're looking for answers, you don't think that you're attractive, you don't think you're wanted by anybody and that lets your mind um, lead you to believe that a woman is going to fill that void. Mm -hmm. So you start looking at pictures on maybe Facebook or whatever. I was of my early stages of Facebook. And looking back now, I even thought like messaging someone on Facebook was, we were dating. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that just came to me. And then um, I um, got on match because I had a computer at, at my little apartment that my ex-wife kind of helped me get moved into. So she did help out a lot of the stages of, of that. I don't think that a lot of people will get that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely dated a few different women and it was tough because they, like I said, they can't fill that void and if you're, I think you're doing it to like kill time and you think like maybe you're going back to your old life at some point. Mm. So whoever you're dating and with that in mind already, you're, mm. you're already dating for the wrong reason. Um, what mm. were the other ones? So. Um, I guess you just want to say, I mean, we're kind of coming from the viewpoint that there are no upsides to dating no. too soon. Um, so can you think of a con? Why? Yeah. Did anything, you know, without obviously naming names, but did anything like bad happen or 
Oh yeah, definitely. Um, the bad, uh, just a couple of top of my head is I met, I met children during these times mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. children get attached and they like you and they want to see you more and then they don't understand like mm. all of a sudden you're not dating mommy again. Like what happened to Richard or Buzz and yeah. it was tough for me because the enabling part of it, I was, I was like funding some stuff for people. I was going to church. I was leading like a double life. I had like a double agent and it's, it's just really bad to put any kind of human being in that situation if you're, if you're still wondering why you're even getting divorced or if you're even getting divorced. I mean, you don't even really truly know that until a lawyer, you get paperwork signed and then it's put in the paper and I would just say that there's so many cons and I don't really think there is any upside to dating. So right. before divorce or before you're ready, even after your divorce date, you have to wait another year. And I was married for 23 years around that eight time frame. Yeah. So I needed a whole lot of healing before. I mean, it, it's been seven years now and we're finally getting in a groove now with our marriage. Like, and I think they said that it would take about seven years to, yeah, to remarriage and blended and all that. So yeah. yeah, I just would like to discourage any woman out there from dating until a year after the or divorce. More. Yeah. Or more. Yeah. At least a year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. So how about we just kind of share, um, how we met and maybe what we were each looking for. And a partner. Well, we met because we were on Match.com and we were like, if I remember right, you were on another date and I was on a date and then we were like scheduled a date Yeah. after that day. And I told you, I hope your date goes bad. <laughs> and I said, I hope you have a lovely time with whoever this lovely woman is. That was me joking. Huh? <laughs> but, um, I think with um, the past dating and and being like, I was in a serious, well, serious for me, maybe not for her, but it was a three month long, like dating, meeting. And when that broke up, it was like another divorce altogether. So I, it hit me pretty hard. I needed a few more months after that to recuperate or whatever. And then you do more praying and more searching, looking in the Bible, soul searching. Yeah. I really um, stripped myself down to figure out all my mistakes in my past marriage and life and how I became to be who I am. Mm -hmm. So with meeting the newest people on dating after divorce, it was like looking for a partner that I could trust that was honest that appeared to be stable and and someone that I just genuinely got along with and I and I liked their little quirks or their I don't know, just I could see Jesus in you and mm -hmm. I think that gave me like a little quick trust and like mm -hmm. and you haven't broken my trust in eight years, so that's mm -hmm. that's helped. Well that was <laughs> sweet. Um yeah, okay, so we met on Match, and one funny thing about it was, okay, so because 
it's it's been eight years since we've been on dating sites. I have no idea what they're like now, what the apps are like. But back then, you could put in like a perimeter, oh, right? A, a miles. Yeah, and I put in um, like ten miles. You have to understand, I live in a small, kind of a small town ish. So ten miles, there's you know. I was basically saying my town is what I was looking for. I just kind of had in my head I wasn't going anywhere. And he wanted a fresh start. He wanted to get out of Dodge. And so he put 90, I don't think that, 90 minutes. 90 minutes. And so mine never would have like overlapped with his, but his overlapped with mine. Um, and so that was even a conversation that we had before we even met the first time. I said, I'm, you know, I've got a couple kids in high school. We're entrenched in a life here and we're not going anywhere. If you're not thinking about moving, we shouldn't even meet. Mm -hmm. And I remember him kind of saying like, I need to, I need a fresh start. So I absolutely would do that. So, um, we dated, uh, our, our wedding day was our 190th date. So that's a lot of dates. Um, a lot. And, um, uh, our second date was mini golf. And the fun thing about that was we like asked questions on each hole to get to know each other better and which made that more fun. And, um, yeah. Okay. So I'm going to go into the next question because there's a couple things I want to say that will kind of answer this one. So what do you think we did well during our dating season? And one of the things that I want to just share is, I feel like we were really intentional. We weren't just, I kind of felt like, you know, being in our forties, we weren't dating just to have a good time. Right. We were looking for a partner. Um, and so we went through a couple books together. One, I believe was called something like, uh, getting ready for your second marriage or before it starts, something like that. Um, there was another one by Mike Foster called freeway. It was kind of a workbook. Um, and, he very kindly and sweetly agreed to do premarital counseling with me before we even got engaged, which was really important to me. I'd had a broken engagement and not recently, but a long time ago. And I wanted to know before getting engaged, I wanted to be like <laughs> locked in, like set, it was settled. Um, and so we did like six or eight, fairly intense. I want to say they were an hour and a half for two hour sessions with my counselor who had known me for years, who had walked me through my divorce. I mean, talk about having the deck possibly stacked against him. And he was so humble, um, to just go in and, and do all that. So being intentional, hands down is one of the best things that we did. Um, our dates were because we live so far apart. Our dates were like sometimes hours and hours long mm -hmm. and so it was a, just really getting to know each other really really well mm -hmm. what else do you think we did well during dating I think what we did well during dating was that we um, we met each other in our environment like she met me where I grew up I met her where she was raising her kids and I met her friends she met my friends she, we met our parents, and I just think that over that 189 dates, it's hard to not slip up at least once, 
and it was all pretty steady of who we were and what we wanted and I just think that that was a all of our dates were like even like hiking or going to the antique place or anything we just did different venues and we just genuinely enjoyed each other's company and no matter what we did as long as we were doing it together and our kids and it was just it was just a real fun time to reminisce about and think about now yeah and the other one with the done differently like yeah. uh, we both have said that we've um, even at 189 dates we kind of rushed it yeah with five kids and in our time frame we could have we weren't getting I mean we were getting older but we weren't going anywhere I think we were <laughs> right. we were set on what we wanted and if we could have pushed it off another six months a year I think it still would have it still would have lasted yeah um yeah we I mean there's no way we can go back in time and magically change time but for sure so when we say please 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 wait a while after divorce it's in part because we know um I had been divorced for two years after Richard had been divorced for a year almost a year almost a year and um it it's interesting we thought it was enough mm -hmm. and looking back if there were a way that we could pick up our timeline and move it even one or two years it would have given both of us more time to heal and our children to get ready um because it's it's such a huge life change transition bringing another person into kids right. lives um, which we will, like I said, we'll talk about blended family and remarriage in yeah. another time. But essentially, like we said just recently, like they're seeing their mom or dad be remarried, and it's tough for them because their mom and dad is always mom and dad. Yeah. And now we added to the mix and not intentionally hurting them, but there could have been some hurt that you don't see coming. Right. Yeah. Um, okay, so these next two kind of go together. Um, someone was curious how we navigated conversations about our previous marriage trauma and someone wanted to know how we showed up for each other as trustworthy, safe, and curious about each other's pasts. You go first? I can, unless you have oh, some no. thoughts. I yes, can. Go okay. Um, one thing, so I did the opposite of probably what I would suggest, <laughs> which was, I've heard it kind of put this way. Of, well, it's like the difference between, what is it, a sprinkler and a fire hose. Uh, I can tend to be a, like, here's all my stuff kind of person if I feel like the person that I'm talking to is safe. And so, you know, I've heard it said kind of using the um, illustration of like a deck of cards, like 52 cards. A very slowly showing, like one card at a time. And I think our first date was more like we just kind of dumped all of our cards out on the table <laughs> and we're kind of looking through them and like, oh, that's interesting. Um, so I would, our, our very first date, we, we had already been texting, messaging, and talking on the phone by the time we met. But our first date was probably only about two or three weeks into starting to message. Um, and our first date, I mean, obviously you can't tell, you know, 45 plus years of stories, but we told a lot, <laughs> a lot was put out on the table the first day. And 
One of the things that drew me to Richard, um, which I shared in the last, when I, I shared my um, sort of dating story leading up to Richard, of the five men that I went on a first date with, Richard was the only one that got a second date. Um, and part, I think the main thing was, is that when he was sharing his, you know, past and some divorce things with me, he was not, um, there was zero ex-wife bashing and he was really authentic and humble about his part in their marriage and basically kind of said like, I did this, this, and this, and I want to do this, this, and this in the future. Um, I want to be different. I've been working on these things, da, da, da. So that was him sharing that with me, helped me to share more and to want to be more honest with, you know, the stuff that I had been working on this previous few years of, yeah, this was not a one-sided marriage ending on my part either. I was this, this, and this, and I really hope to not do those things again. Um, so him being vulnerable with me helped me to feel like I could too. Kind of took mine away. Sorry. <laughs> I um, I don't remember much about the texting or the talking on the phone. It's all mainly from. I remember you the asked me. Date. He said on one of our phone calls before we met, "I have a question." I do remember that. I said, "Okay." He said, "Are you a pastor?" <laughs> I tried to do uh, make sure she was who she was saying she was, so I was doing a Google search. And... <laughs> Like, um... And I come up with a pastor from Sugar Grove. I'm like, well, that might be her. <laughs> so, um, no, I, I, we navigated a lot of conversations. And like she said, I wanted to make sure that. And looking back now, I didn't do it as a way to to get you. It was a yeah, way to like, like just to get my past out that I'm not. I mean, I'm, I'm healing. I'm growing on. I've done bad things. I, I was divorced. I I was in an extramarital affair at one point in my marriage. And I want to make sure that, like, she knew all that. Although, that, you know, that there's a lot of really good stuff that probably came out. That I think I didn't want to have anything um, hidden and just be all out on the table. And it might have been early for the first date, but... <laughs> When you're when you're dating and you don't really you haven't dated in a long time you're I mean it'd been twenty some years before I dated so you lost your companion that you thought you'd probably be with for life so now you're like scrambling to date people and figure it out and we both didn't want to meet anybody in a bar and I mean not that that's bad there could be Christian people in bars I don't want to say that but yeah. That was not the route that I wanted to go. I was going to meet someone online and and figure it out from there. Yeah. And you fumble your way through different dates, figuring out that person. Yeah. What else was I supposed to say? Um. Yeah, just like how we. Oh, and I'll add that to what you said earlier. I, she. Um, another thing that was good that came out of that is like when she started talking about the. Trying to re, re, reconciliate, is that what you call it? Yeah. Reconcile differences or whatever. Yeah. With, their, with the pastor and the church and stuff. And I thought that was really commendable that she put a year and a half oh, into yeah. that. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. I mean, 
you you may be at the end of your rope, but if you go that extra mile, and I think that's a pretty good godly thing. Like you don't just say I'm done, I'm divorcing you, and you step back at that moment when you get to that breaking point. Maybe get counseling and and figure out your avenue. That's only we're only saying if you're not being abused. <laughs> right. This is for more like just like oh we aren't getting along and I don't like his new hobbies and. I don't like the way he wears um, his um, new basketball shorts or something. This is like true things. If you're being abused physically, then yeah, then that's that's a definitely one to get out of Dodge. Yeah. Or at least get counseling get help and for get sure. help. Get safe. Get help for him and you together. Yeah. But yeah, with hers, I commended her for doing that, soul searching, looking through God to figure out should she stay together with her ex-husband and and it didn't work out and it didn't work out with mine obviously but there there's different steps you guys need to take before you just call it quits yeah um this I hadn't like I don't really know if there's a question that this will go with but I'm I knew I wanted to say this at some point, and I'm not sure this is as good as time to say. <laughs> um, something that you and I have talked about before, um, and that I've probably shared with the gals who you know listen to read my blog, is one of the things that I think um, to be careful for, careful about when you are looking for, when you are starting to date, when you're looking for someone, is there can be kind of a fine line between um, I'm looking for someone to sort of fill the void. I'm looking for someone to heal me. Um, as opposed to God being your healer. Um, if you are coming to a place, uh, you know, if you're thinking about dating and you're coming from a place of sort of this very deep longing, this um, loneliness, not yet working through your stuff. It can be tempting to think, um, I just need a good man. Like a good man will fix this, will kind of fill me up, will da 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 da. And I really genuinely believe that, and I've said this before, and it can come out so harshly, and we've talked, we've talked it through, that. You know, I love this man so much, but he did not save me. He wasn't my, like, rescuer, healer. Like, that's the rescuing, the saving, and the healing was the work of God, and it was before he came into my life. Now, something that I can say that I probably wouldn't have known before getting married to you was that I have seen over and over again is that God absolutely has used you to bring like different kind of healing or mm -hmm. extra healing um, in ways that can really only happen, you know, once a relationship has been forged. Um, but he is not my healer, though God has used him to heal me. I hope that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And I never want to hurt your feelings when I say that. <laughs> um, okay, so someone wanted some advice on how to know if the person you're dating is the one to marry. Hmm. That's kind of a tough one. It is a tough one. 
Well, if he didn't ask you for sex on the first date, that's a good start. <laughs> yes. I would think that like, um, like, like we did, you'll know over time if, if he's the one, you'll, you'll know, you'll grow, you'll grow with him dating just as you will maybe in marriage. It's just going to be another extension of really dating if you think about it. Yeah. You're just going to say I do and I do, but you have to look to see that he's, he says who he is and mm -hmm. what he's doing and what he, what he lives for, what he cares about. You'll find out through dating, hopefully, that there's nothing hidden. There's no yeah. hidden things about the gentleman that you find out later if you do possibly marry. I would say just um, don't don't go back into a marriage blindly. Make sure that you do the steps. You do like we did intentional dating uh, a counseling or even like a workbook mm -hmm. we did that workbook where we asked different questions and answered and we made bracelets and stuff like that so I would just go with your gut whether this gentleman is the person for you and pray and just and just keep showing up for him as he's showing up for you yeah what do you think on that one? Um, I think sometimes that when we've been in a difficult marriage um, the first time around, we might ironically romanticize what marriage is because we think, oh, if only I were with a different person, if only I could get to a quote-unquote better marriage, then everything would be better. Um, so because of that, you might be looking for things that aren't necessarily even like, I don't want to say all that important, but the important things are, do you share the same values? Can you be honest with each other? Um, do you actually get along? Do you enjoy each other's company? Things like that. And then there are the things that are... Um, deal breakers for you, which can be a completely different list for every person. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm kind of go going, I totally lost my train of thought. <laughs> but what was my point? My point was, is that there are like the higher level, really important things. And then mm -hmm. kind of the, not surfacey, but kind of like you were saying a little bit earlier. Um, don't throw the baby out with the bathwater over quirks. But you might want to throw the baby out with the bathwater if you find out that, you know, the person's been telling you something that isn't true. Or um, that, which is one of the things that he talked about at the beginning of how we saw each other in different environments. He was the same person when I, like, saw him with his family, with his siblings, with um, his coworkers. Um, when he was with me alone and with my friends and my family and kiddos and everything, he wasn't like shape shifting to be, you know, a different thing or to give off a different um, persona. So, like connect the dots. Yeah, just make sure that the the things that are really important keep them important. Um, but realize that marriage is marriage. I mean. It's still work whether you find someone that you're, um, you know, that you get along with. I mean, 
the difference in work, there's like the good work, <laughs> the, the work that benefits that, you know, brings about good fruit. Um, and then there's the work where you're just, you know, kind of beating your head against the wall in a difficult marriage with addiction or abuse or those kinds of things. Um, but so I guess I'm kind of saying to maybe keep an open mind because you might not you might be surprised. You might not have liked the basketball player or Jack, and you wanted someone that read a book all the time. You For never, instance, yeah, hypothetically. No, I'm just saying, you, you might not never know. That's just like our story. But, right. But you go outside what your yeah your thoughts are and let it let it simmer in your brain a little bit. Like, oh, I kind of like this. This is something new. Right. It's like me moving 90 minutes away. It's new. It's exciting. It's a lot less pressure now. So I think this is going to go right into our next question. Okay. Um, <laughs> is this one? Yeah. Do you have any advice for women who are divorced and thinking about dating? Yeah. We've been talking about this one a few times. It's just like um, this is a new time of your life. Um, there's no set time to, mm. to get married again. There's no set time to find someone to call your boyfriend. Go out on a dinner date. Go out and enjoy yourself. Um, meet meet new men. Figure out who who you want to be with. Mm -hmm. And I think that'll come to you over time. Don't don't rush into it. It's like you have this new um, chapter in your life, so let it play out. We we kind of rushed ours a little bit, and I think the slower you take it and you soak it in, I think it's going to be more enjoyable and it's going to last. Mm -hmm. That's good. You taught me that. <laughs> okay, well, I think that's kind of all that's we've it? got. I think that's it. Oh, nice. Yeah. So, thank you again for being here oh, on the welcome. podcast. Now on our first... The viewing podcast. The video one. Um, I have no doubt that this will encourage many women. And I believe that there is a button that you guys can click to send messages. So if you have questions that you'd like to ask us um, in going into the next episode, whenever that's going to be talking about remarriage, that'll be interesting. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, we would love to hear from you on that. And as you all know, I've created a bunch of divorce resources, girls. So those are in the show notes. Um, you can share or subscribe to this podcast if it's benefit benefited you. And would you like to read my little goodbye tagline? <laughs> I might be needing glasses. <laughs> um, so sweet ones, all that to say, no matter your relation, relational status, no matter the choices you've made up to this point and in the middle of your heartbreak, you are the unconditionally beloved daughter of God. And he is so delighted with you. You came into this world and you start each day already completely loved with no other loves to beg for, nothing to prove to anyone. Till next time, we're here for you with any questions. Much love. Bye. <laughs>